0: Hello, everybody, and a welcome to the Back to Back Log Podcast with me, Lindsay, and Sam. Back everybody, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, today we're gonna be talking about roguelike and rogue-ish games. Lights. Yeah,
1: like... roguelikes and roguelites.
0: Yeah, like rogues. <laughs> gonna be like rogues. Um, but before we talk about that, what have you been playing, Sam?
1: Yeah, so I finally got tired of running out of space on my 64 gig Steam Deck, and I bought uh, during one of the sales they constantly have on SSDs. I picked up 256 gig, I threw that in. I didn't bother transferring the data. I just created a new boot disk and set it up from scratch again, which was nice. I kind of wanted to do that anyway. I set up MU Deck all over again um, and I installed a really cool app called the Steam Deck Repo Manager. You can install it on like the uh, the, the Discover app store on uh, in the desktop mode, but it lets you download a whole bunch of new boot screens that aren't in the steam store so oh I got this, yeah i got this baller one that's basically like an adult swim uh bumper uh every time i, I turn my steam deck on
0: <laughs> yeah i was <laughs> like i didn't see that one in the steam store that would be why
1: <laughs> Yup, yep there's a whole bunch of them and i i just leave it on shuffle so i let it shuffle from all the ones i've downloaded um and I, I turned on letting it happen when you just wake it from sleep. So I see them more often now because they're just fun. They're wicked fun. But yeah, anyway, like the Quake 2 remaster came out, and that was that's been amazing. I am really enjoying Quake 2. Like I, I was impressed by the Quake 1 remaster, but Quake 2 is actually like really addictive.
0: It's a Bethesda game, right?
1: Uh yeah, it was uh technically. Um, but it's uh it's software, like the guys who made Doom. You know, they made Quake, and then they made Quake 2. Um, but yeah, they got Raven Studio, or... I forget who's doing all those remasters. Um, they're doing that with their new, like, Kex engine. Um, they're going to be remastering um, Dark Forces, like the Star Wars one, as well, uh, at some point. So they're just on a roll with all those remasters. Really cool. Nice. Um Oceanhorn 2 came out, so I've been watching um amber play that a whole bunch which has been really fun i picked it for myself but i've been a little distracted by other games to play it but that was out on like mac and switch for a long time and it finally came to pc and uh, playstation um then they they remastered a couple of the like homestar runner strong bad games (laughs) like the, the little point and click adventures um but then, like, the real big one that came out for me was Bomb Rush Cyberfunk finally came out. And it's so good. It's so amazingly good. This was way back. I talked about this on our, like, games, upcoming games. Yeah, I think it was, before. like, one of
0: the first... I think it was the second or third episode that we ever did.
1: Yeah. Um. So it 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 dropped, and it's super good. The soundtrack's amazing. The gameplay is so good. Um. Like, there's a bunch of stuff that, like... I went and looked up like 10 things I wish I knew going into this game. And I do realize now that all of those things were things that like the characters in the game text you about to tell you, I just didn't read. Um, that's fine. (laughs) That's fine. That's what, that's what YouTube videos are for. Right. Um, yeah, I think it surpasses its inspiration of Jet Set Radio Future. Um, it's just freaking amazing. I would love to talk at length about it another episode though. But dang, that's that's what I've been playing for a ton of time. Uh, how about you? I kind of know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I, I'll get to the the other one, the main one, um, but I played a couple of betas. I played the Hawked beta. It is a um, Battle Royale extraction shooter. So picture um, Rest in Peace Cycle Frontier. Uh, But, like, Escape from Tarkov and, like, Fortnite. Um, And it has graphics kind of cartoony similar to Fortnite, so it's not super realistic. Um, But you... It shares features with both. So you drop in on the island. You are trying to scavenge for um, the artifact that's on the island. Uh, You're against NPCs. You're against other players. Uh, and when if you extract successfully with the artifact, different artifacts give you different abilities, different boosts. Um, some of them will give you, like, more health, more shields. Um, one of them will shield you with while you, like, aim down your scope, which is pretty cool. Um, so they have a lot of different abilities. Um, so you do go in with a certain amount of kit. Like, you have a couple of items. That, like, you can have, like, a health regen item or, like... A couple of items that you go in with, um, but you drop in with nothing but you know a melee weapon. So you have to find mm. uh, weapons and crates um, off of other players. So in that respect, it's like a battle royale where you drop in with you know some gear, with, like you would in an extraction shooter, but it's not a full kit because uh, in like Escape from Tarkov, you drop in like you you take in you know you drop in with things that you choose and. If you die, you lose it all there. Um, I guess that's the other difference, too, is that if you die, the um, like they don't pick off the just like the items that you picked up in that particular game. So if you didn't extract with um, some items, because you can send, like, they're items that you can use for crafting and, like, upgrades and you can sell for coins. Um, so if you don't extract with those, other players can pick those up, but they can't pick up anything that you previously extracted with. Um, I think it has a lot of promise. I hope it doesn't have the cheater problem that a lot of shooters are having right now. Um, it, my boyfriend and I were talking about it, and the only one that really doesn't have that problem right now is Valorant, but that's because the anti-cheat software is invasive.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so
0: um, I don't like Valorant anyway, but like the anti-cheat, it's pretty strong. I mean, it works.
1: <laughs> right, right, <laughs> um, yeah. But... You either have anything horribly, uh, horribly effective or respectfully terrible. Uh, exactly.
0: Yeah. Sucks. Um so yeah, I'm excited. It was a pretty smooth beta too, so I'm pretty excited for them to do the next one. Uh it'll have like it'll be like a free to play battle pass system like I think most um battle royales are. Hmm. Um so I did that and then I got into the Palia beta. I actually don't know if it was just a general beta, if they were either giving out like, beta keys or if it was just, like, an open beta, that I don't know. Um, but it's, like, a cozy MMO. Um, it kind of feels like if Stardew Valley was multiplayer. I mean, like, where you can each have, like, your own independent stuff you're doing at the same time. Like, I know Stardew Valley has multiplayer, but this is just more robust.
1: Yeah, I mean, the story is more like a, a land game. And this, yeah, like that. It, it, well, it is an MMO. It so. is an
0: MMO. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really interesting. It, it's the controls felt really good. Um, the world that was there felt pretty full. Um, I think I, I mean, I like I saw other players. You don't do much with other players as far as I I've, can tell so far. Um, but other players exist. You can like talk to them. Um, so I'd be interested to see like more co-op, like you know, can you go into like a little dungeon together to gather materials and you know, fight little monsters? Um, it doesn't there's no combat. I don't think it's all like farming. It's basically a farming sim MMO, which I'm on board with. Yeah, um but I'm it's been pretty cute. It's the betas still going as of the twenty fifth of August. I don't know when it's set to end. I don't think it has a specific end date. Um, so I haven't played it a whole ton. Because the Hawked one was like a certain amount of time and I got on board late because I realized like, mm. oh, it started. <laughs> um, but yeah, those were both a lot of fun. Nice. And then I picked up Valheim. I think it was one of the only things I purchased during the last Steam sale. Uh, yeah. My friend has a server and we've been playing through that because uh, the Lens content was released. I I like it. I, it's scary <laughs> it's really intimidating because um, you know you can just go out and lose your gear <laughs> and I'm, I'm oh, really good geez. at that de- I there was a type of monster that we were trying to farm and like my friend had spent like half an hour looking for some and he found like one of them or two of them in that span of time I'm like I'll go look and I'm a magnet I, I swear to god I'm a magnet <laughs> Because I found, like, five of them in, like, a ten minute span. And I'm just, like, kiting them while everyone's running to me to kill them. (laughs) If they're like, how did you find so many? Like, I don't know. I don't want them. I don't want this many. I can barely kill one at a time. But, like, I was running away from one and then found another. And I was like, crap. Lol. So that was fun. Um... It killed me, but we, the, my friends killed the rest of them. So that was that was good. Cool. Uh, and then I dropped absolutely everything in my life to play Baldur's Gate 3 when it came out. <laughs> it's so good.
1: You and half my friends. So good. On
0: I think it's the best game I've ever played. Like, there's oh just so much thought into the dialogue, into all the little details. Like, you know, to, you can play the same game, but like have an comp- absolutely different game. Like... Do you want to help the first settlement that you run into? Or do you want to kill everybody? It's up to you. What do you right. want to do? Uh, I so mean, like, just... it can go dark.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've never played any of the Baldur's Gate games. But yeah, this just seems like it's a super highly polished D&D based in yeah. like, terms of mechanics and story, Like, right? right? Yeah,
0: yeah. And... It's like a turn-based CRPG. I actually haven't played Baldur's Gate 1 or 2. I've played a couple of, like, the old turn-based games like that. Um, I also didn't realize that Bioware made the first two Baldur's Gate games, which makes sense because oh, wow. uh, Dragon Age One has some similar mechanics. So when I was informed, I was like, "Oh, that makes sense." Nice. Um, but yeah, it's really good. Like all the voice acting is amazing. All the characters are so good. The um, combat's good. The the multi classing is good. Right now, my main game, I'm a bard, a drow bard warlock so i have some level mostly my levels in warlock and then um like three or four levels in bard at the moment for a little bit of support so yeah it's it's great i like i can't (laughs) i can't say how it's so good it's so amazing um and it like awesome. when you long rest, it's like a, it's a timer. so like you're the game entire game time like progresses. So like if you long rest at a bad time, like you could like miss out on a mission because that person could have moved on or died or something. So it's really, really interesting. Um, there's lots of little puzzles, lots of stuff to find and things to kill
1: that's neat as heck
0: yeah it's it's very very cool um i cannot recommend it enough it it's i mean it it deserves all of the the accolades that it's getting mm. and yeah that's that's pretty much it that's what i've pretty much played for <laughs> awesome
1: i think i think yeah i think both of us played a lot of things we've been waiting for and had a lot of good time and how the heck did we manage to play all these roguelite's
0: I had to force myself four to do it in
1: between. I think I played most of these earlier on and then I then I'm not going to lie.
0: All. I played most of mine except for one of them. I played most of mine for like I don't know half an hour tops. Oh. Like I didn't I I played them enough to like be able to talk about them and like decide, yes, I'll play this content like I'll do this more. No, I won't.
1: That's fair. Um, I mean, it's definitely a genre I've that is more heavily on the stuff I play. So. Yeah,
0: I think it's the genre I prefer to watch other people play.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. It's one that's uh, it's really easy to watch people play roguelites um, yeah. because they're often really difficult but have a depth of content that's amazing. Yeah. So, like, you'll never see so much of the, of the stuff in a lot of these games. And then you go find a streamer, like, all right, let's see a streamer, like, get to the final boss of this yeah. and that. Like I like played I, a
0: a couple too, like because I played um Darkest Dungeon and, mm, yeah, another one I can't remember what it was. I, I might it might have been one of the ones that you played, so I won't mention it. I think cool. it is. I think it's one of the bigger ones. I think I played it for maybe one of the indie, like I yeah. I know one of the indie games I played Darkest Dungeon for, and I I did like it once I got the hang of it.
1: Yeah. So um yeah, for listeners, the the big difference between a rogue like and a rogue light. Is a rogue-like. Um, it's got permadeath. It's got um, procedural generation, and you start fresh each run, um, and you you just do a run. You do another run of the game, another run of the game, where things get changed up, they get randomized, and e- every playthrough you have just as much of a chance of winning as the. 7 millionth playthrough, you know, the first one, um, a rogue light tends to be something that takes that formula, but adds some sort of progression between runs. So you can unlock things. Um, and it's sort of up to the different people who are making the games or analyzing them how far it is like, or light. Um, but usually it's, if your character is getting better between runs, it's a rogue light, um, because like your first run is harder than your 30th run because yeah. you've unlocked things right so that's the big difference
0: yeah he had to define them for me when he's like we should do roguelikes and road lights like i don't know the difference um <laughs> you and
1: that's fair the difference. most people don't care like most people you, it's pretty interchangeable yeah but when that you get really sense. into it like and then there's the people who are like "No, no no, no i only really play like the the, the ASCII art stuff. But. Yeah,
0: but those pre- people probably also wear like a fedora and a trench coat and go around <laughs> calling people milady. <laughs> Not from Fair personal night. experience or anything.
1: Uh, so I guess I'll start. The, the first game, I, I really did uh, find a copy of Rogue. Uh, they have a copy of it on Steam you can play, but it's like, it's ancient. It's, it came out in 1980-ish like nobody knows when it really came out because it was the like early days of computer stuff where people are making stuff on unix mainframes at their colleges and just sharing it right so nobody has a commercial release date set. it's 1980 ish um guy named michael toy and uh glenn wickman made it and then uh, a little bit later on their friend uh ken arnold did some stuff on it. and it's a really really simple game like it's it's ascii art right it's made just for the terminal um and so it's just a bunch of like boxes and bars and an at symbol for your character right uh everything's pretty representative it was made for stuff before there were graphics on computers right um but you could do things like open a chest open a door like run into uh, bats and monsters and, and fight them and then go to the next screen like it was neat it was really simple um, I will say like, so everything else is like this game called Rogue. Um, It's like Rogue at the, the Dungeons of Doom or something. Um, but like when people talk about the complexity of roguelikes, they're not talking about Rogue, the original. They're actually talking about a game called NetHack, which is like a cyberpunk uh, clone of Rogue where they went crazy and added a whole bunch of like events and things that happen and like you can combine all these items like um net hack is is deep and crazy um and i did not play that much i've seen i've seen people talk about it at length though so the sort of like adding a ton of content where like a billion things are possible based on whatever run um that tends to happen uh, that that tends to come from, from NetHack. But Rogue really, which is like, here's a bunch of randomly generated rooms connected by corridors with some ran- randomly generated monsters and chests. Like, it's super simple. So, um, like, it was neat. It's, like, good to look at academically, but it's not going to hold your attention for long.
0: Yeah, I'm like, very I, glad I, I grew up not in the time those video games were <laughs> like that because I just wouldn't have played them. I've gone back and played old games. Like, I had a... Um gosh, what was that old system that my grandmother had that I got my hands on? Um oh, like an Atari? Yeah, yeah. I had an Atari and
1: yeah.
0: like I figured like I, I figured out how to, you know, I bought like three adapters and hooked it up to my modern TV and it was not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> it was not worth it. Yeah.
1: Like so it's cool, you know, it's cool to know where we, you know, where we come from. But it's also like, all right, but give me the new games.
0: Yeah, it's I respect totally where we get. Yeah, like I definitely respect the roots. I just would be miserable if I had to play it.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, what's what's first on your list?
0: This was the game I was most excited to play was Hades.
1: Heck yeah. Um, Gorgeous.
0: It was and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, too. Like, you know, I died a lot, but like it felt OK, Um, I I think some of it has to do with, like, you know, you die and you go back to your dad's house, essentially. Um, And there's, like, people to talk to, things to interact with. Um, So I I think maybe dying didn't feel so bad.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think it was one of the first big profile uh, roguelites where, like, the progression between runs wasn't didn't affect the run itself so much as it affected the story so like you're not going to be stronger from run to run uh unless you turn on the accessibility mode that like lets you um that like make literally makes you stronger every time you die which is a really nice accessibility f- uh, feature but like yeah the like uh do so. will will get a little shy and, and run away or you know meg will be upset that you beat her um <laughs> yeah you know
0: I think I I really enjoyed it. I liked the characters. I liked the I mean I liked that it was set, you know, mythology. Um the mm. gameplay was really cool. I like that you can switch between, you know, different weapons. Um Yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I this one I would 100% recommend. It's definitely worth it. It just it feels very polished, which I think sometimes a lot of these like smaller titles don't necessarily. Um That's But fair. like if somebody had said, you know, this was from like a triple A or maybe not a triple A, but like, you know, like a, a huge.
1: Yeah. I mean, Supergiant like, Games, Supergiant Games is a super well-respected indie studio. It's true. They,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. They've rarely
1: made very a bad true. game.
0: That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I don't
1: think um, they've ever made a bad game anyway.
0: Yeah, that's a very good point. But like, I don't know. It's just really good. And I, let's see what I like about it. I wrote notes this time.
1: <laughs> I like
0: that. Yeah. Um, so you get bonuses from gods. Yeah, so you basically, when you're going through the like the RNG is like the the god you interact with. They like send you a boon, essentially, that gives you um, like power ups, essentially. Those all reset on death. Um, dying is part of the game. You know, you find keys. That you use to unlock things outside of you trying to escape because you're trying to escape your your father, who's Hades. Um, uh, yeah, you know. So basically, they Olympus is helping you, so you get boons from different gods, which is really cool and goddesses, um, and it's it's really smooth. I really 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 enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. I like that they, um, the gods get a little petty if you get boons from a few of the gods. Um, every once in a while, one of the chambers, you get an option for the gods to be competing with each other. And then you have to pick which boon to grab. They give you both gods and you have to pick which boon. And they're like, how dare you side with my uncle or with the other person? Or, oh, I mean,
0: that tracks.
1: That's so good.
0: That, that track. I mean, that's pretty, pretty on par with Greek and Roman mythology is they were all petty bitches
1: it's so it's so it's so good.
0: <laughs> um but yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed this one. It was one of the the few that I I'm going to go back to play it again. I installed it on my Steam Deck. Runs wonderfully on my Steam Deck.
1: Um mm-hmm. played it on
0: my computer. Awesome. Love it. 10 out of 10.
1: Nice. Nice. I yeah. think this um,
0: next one is the one that I've played.
1: Good. Um this is an absolute indie classic. Like this was one of the big indie gems that came out. Um Binding of Isaac. So this was Ed McMillan's game that he made after Super Meat Boy. Um, So he worked with uh, Tommy uh, Rafens, I think, on Super Meat Boy. And on this game, he wanted to work with a different programmer. So he worked with a guy named uh, Florian Himsel. And they made this cool, small, little flash game called The Binding of Isaac based on taking the biblical story, The Binding of Isaac, and just making it like a modern... Uh, dark fairy tale um it's a like twin stick shooter with like zelda stylish dungeons where you go from room to room um and it's amazing and just the breadth and depth of power-ups you get Um, every floor that you go through has one power-up and and one boss so you your job is to go find where the power up is get that so you're stronger then go find where the boss is and when you beat the boss you get like a hole in the ground to top down to the next floor lower uh and eventually the first boss you fight is like mom's heart so like it's like your mom is keeping you and like locked in the in the basement like it's a really dark dark story um and everything's kind of gross, and you're like fighting poops and stuff. Like it's 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 adorably cartoony, but it's super dark as well. <laughs> um, like your your ammo is you're crying tears. You are shooting tears at the enemies. <laughs> it is it's really dark. Um, but like you, you look at it, you're like, oh, that's cute, cute and gross. Uh, the the art style, like, it's very Ed McMillan. It's very Ed McMillan art. Um, and then it got really big, and they were expanding it, and they're like, oh no. Uh, we can't keep expanding this because Flash can't handle this. So in 2014, uh, the, they rewrote it, uh, Binding of Isaac Rebirth. Uh, and then since 2014, they've done t- uh, two or three, I think, um, different like remakes, uh, DLC packages, rather, to add more and more content. Um, and t- I think Afterbirth uh, Plus came out in 2021, maybe, um, which is like... I hate the Another name. Another separate item. Hmm?
0: That's a very vis afterbirth. Like,
1: uh, I mean, it was. Yeah,
0: like that. I I don't it's, know how much you know about childbirth, but that like gives uh, it a yep, really. But,
1: but it's really apt. The game is that gross. Like you <laughs> you gives fight me a giant, very
0: visceral. Uh,
1: you fight <laughs> a giant head. beating heart. And then later on, you fight a variant of that. That's a giant fetus. You fight a giant fetus. Uh, and then if you keep going you can unlock things where you can fight uh god like you can fight angels you can fight the devil himself like it's crazy it's very biblical it's very gross um but it's really really well designed it's extremely addicting there's almost i mean every time they added new content with a new giant dlc it was like they double tripled the game every time uh and the power-ups are all fun to play with and the combinations of power-ups are interesting. Like, you can get one power-up that, you know, makes your tiers go faster. And then you can get another one that makes your tiers smaller. And so you basically end up having, like, machine gun tiers. Then you like, well, how about I have this thing where I'm now, I'm flying. And it is brilliant. But it is, I will say, it's gross and it's dark. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I can't recommend it enough if you can get past that aspect um absolutely it's brilliantly designed
0: yeah just that name um and that I realized I got too excited about Hades to say that it was released in 2020 by Supergiant Games
1: nice yep (laughs) right at the start of the pandemic like man what timing
0: I was too busy playing Animal Crossing
1: yeah that's fair I for like
0: the first like I don't know eight months of the pandemic I didn't play (laughs) anything other than ESO and um, uh, I was, Animal Crossing. That's all I, I played.
1: I got really into the Doom, because the Doom remake came out at the same time as Animal Crossing, right? The whole... Um, no,
0: not the remake. Doom Eternal came
1: out. Oh, is it Eternal? It was Eternal, yeah. Wow, then I must have mm-hmm. played the original Doom earlier, yeah, because I did not play Eternal.
0: <laughs> That's part of the reason I didn't play Doom when it came out, because I was too busy uh, playing Animal Crossing in ESO.
1: Um, makes sense, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. So, what do you got?
0: Uh, the next game I played, uh, I didn't like. <laughs> it was Enter the Gungeon uh, by Dodge Roll Games 2016. The name of the, um, the people that made it Dodge Roll is apt because you have to Dodge Roll a lot. Yep, uh, and if you I've, don't use I've that seen. feature, you die. And I don't always have the best timing. <laughs>
1: Yeah. It, so, I was it, just
0: dodge rolling into things instead of away from them, which is a, it's a skill problem, but still.
1: Yeah, it's fair. It looked very similar to a game you play later on the list that I like a lot. But it looked more complicated. So I never got into I never started playing into the Gungeon because it looked too similar, but more complicated than when I already liked and was playing a lot. I
0: think so. I know which one that is. And oh, I think yeah. I didn't like it because I think I saw you had a bunch of hours into it and I was like, oh, yeah. I'll probably like this. And then I that's hated fair. it. Hey, that's fair. I hated it more than this.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, <laughs> okay. We'll um. get there. We'll get there. Um.
0: Um, I, I can see why Enter the Gungeon is appealing. Like I can yeah. see why people like it. It's just not for me, and that's okay. Yeah. Um it's you shoot things, the top down third person shooter. I I like I do appreciate that the enemies are all like bull, like bullets shooting guns. Yeah. Like that just tickles me for some reason.
1: Right, guns kill people bullets kill people with guns.
0: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, like it's it's you go around, you kill things. I uh, you, you in a little dungeon. There's open rooms where you kill a bunch of stuff, and then a boss at the end. Mm. um And I did not. I don't think I got past the first boss. I think I got past the first one, and then I think that was it. And I was like, yeah, okay, I played it. It's is fine. I didn't mm. watch. Luckily, I also didn't. It was a freebie through Epic Games, so it's not like I'm out any money.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, a game. Well, a game I got um, sort of part of a subscription was Returnal. The PS5. Uh, it might have come out on PC. I don't know, but it, it was definitely a PS5 exclusive when I played it. Um, by housemark Games. Um, So they made a bunch of very arcadey games for the PS4 and 3. Um, I'm forgetting the name of the the gun toting ship arcade game they made before that but they made a bunch of really small arcade games and this was their big sort of triple a looking title um and it came out in 2021 so you know not too long after sort of ps5 becoming actually available to play uh to buy um and it's a uh over the shoulder third person shooter 3d um, amazing use of particle effects um, it's a looker and it it really uses the dual sense controller like really well like it's got all the the gun um, the trigger feedback you know like you're, you're shooting the gun and it like kicks you back because it's fired um, it's got that 3d audio Rumble stuff like it is using all the features which I freaking love because it's like I bought this machine give me games with that use the machine Um you are, uh, you're a woman who has crash-landed on an alien planet because you were following a distress signal. You uh, sort of wake up from the crash. You climb out of the ship. You're on this crazy alien planet, and you go along. And, um, you know, small spoiler, it's not going to be a huge problem, uh, but you find out that the distress, distress signal is sent by you. Um, you're following your ghost everywhere you go. Like the game has decided that you've already played a thousand runs before.
0: Well, that's creepy.
1: Yeah, it is really creepy. It is very intentionally creepy. It's it's got a very uh, eerie atmosphere. Like there's this like tr- like 1960s, 70s, like astronaut with the big, you know, suit that's sort of just like standing there, like haunting you. At some point you find your like your house, like your like Kansas ranch house on this weird alien planet. And you walk in and like it goes into a first person mode where you're like going through your house. And then like you have a nightmare and you wake up at the crash site like like, (laughs) it's really, really creepy. It's amazing. All the aliens are freaky as heck. They've got all these tentacles going on. Um, which is all generated by particle effects stuff, so it's like thousand tentacles. Um, and it's like it's like a bullet hell, kind of like a near uh, near automata. Um, and you are just upgrading all your guns at these crazy, like you know, that sort of Chozo statue, Metroid ancient upgrade type of feel. Um, sort of statues where you upgrade stuff, and um yeah there's a lot of cool movement there's a lot of nice like jet pack usage um the fights are really intense um and it's just this creepy fever dream where you die and you wake up at the crash site again and again and again um it's absolutely a nightmare but it's really pretty and it's really cool uh it plays really well i i kind of put it down because i was like um i don't know i um uh, it's a game that's really easy to put down, but it's also really easy to pick back up again too. So I'm definitely going to play it again at some point, but um, yeah, I I do definitely recommend Returnal to anyone, especially if you have uh, a PS5 and you're looking for something that's just like, you know, give me something that's not just some cross-platform generic title that I could play anywhere. Give me something that I want to play on this, on this PS5. So, yeah. Very
0: nice. I don't have a PS5, so fair enough <laughs> um let's see my next one is Moonlighter Digital Sun 2018 I did like this one um I kind of knew I would though I think I like the like Rogue Like game light yeah no like yeah Rogue Like games more than the light because I like having the like I like not losing everything you know what I mean and like you yeah. this is sort of also like you're running a shop, like you have to set your prices. I will say the price setting is a little bit confusing. That did take me a little bit of time to figure out.
1: Mm. Um
0: but basically this... you go into the dungeon, um, to explore. You know, there's usually like a hierarchy of dungeon explorers and shopkeepers. You're kind of both.
1: Um kinda of like an Atelier game, like especially the early ones, I guess.
0: I still haven't played any of the early ones where you're actually running the shop. But, yeah, I think mm. it would be like that because you have to, like, go go get your materials. But then you have to decide what materials you're going to sell, what you're going to use to craft and upgrade nice. your armor to go into, like, other dungeons. Um, So it's pretty cool. Uh, I really liked this one.
1: Yeah, I remember seeing things about it and it being, like, this really pretty sort of very pixely art style.
0: And it's not too pixely, uh,
1: which is because oh, okay. I don't
0: like anything. T- I mean, it is pixelated, but not too bad because I don't really yeah, like yeah. super pixelated art styles. Like, I appreciate the aesthetic, but I don't generally like the games all yeah, that yeah,
1: much. Yeah. Mo- more um, like a modern, you know, GBA, Plus, not like a. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. not an
1: NES <laughs> Atari style. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, late GBA, early DS Lite. Yeah, yeah. Or DS. Yeah, 3DS. Three, yeah no original ds just kidding there were so many of those stupid little things you know
1: <laughs> yeah there were <laughs> you know, the ds
0: there. the dsi the 3DS, the 3ds the 3ds xl the new 3ds the new 3ds xl
1: the 2ds so that's cool so so did moonlighter have a lot of d did it have a lot of like dying was it
0: yeah well so i didn't i didn't die you can extract um, okay. like one of the things your character has, it's like part of his origin story is like an amulet that he can use to like GTFO out of the dungeon. I don't know what happens if you die because I, I didn't yep. die. I almost did. Um, I, I played it hard and fast and I was like, I should extract, <laughs> but I'm going to kill one more thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would, I would extract and it'd be fine. So I don't know what happens if you die. I don't know if it's game over or what happens.
1: Got it, got it. But the the dun- the dungeon crawling stuff is like randomly generated every time mm-hmm. you, you hop in. It feels new. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Cool.
0: Yeah, this one I would recommend. I really enjoyed it. This one I would I would definitely play more of. And yeah. this also plays beautifully on the Steam Deck.
1: Heck yeah. Uh, I think I'll talk about FTL. I know I've talked about it before, but <laughs> FTL, uh, faster than light, right? It's a spaceship game where you are on the run, you have intel about, um, I forget, I think you're a rebel, and then you have intel about the empire, or vice versa, but you've got to get this intel up with this massive battle fleet that's chasing you about the giant um, battleship, and you go across, like, five or six sectors, I think. Um, the map has that sort of, like, multiple choice so when you finish a map you you get a choice of which sector to go to next And you have a few um a few branching and and collapsing uh nodes that like oh you can go to like friendly territory the mantis controlled worlds or you can go to like rebel controlled space or like unknown territory um each has their pluses and minuses um and there's like different missions and things you can happen upon, like quests you can find while you're going across this star map. and that can lead you to either just like earning some some extra money, making some friends, or sometimes it's it, the quest will like help you unlock a new ship that you can can do a run with. um although I do think the the default ship's pretty good. Um, it's a game that I'd never really like beat. Uh like a lot of like a lot of uh roguelikes to be honest. Um like Binding of Isaac's one of the few that I've actually like seen most of the multiple endings. Like FTL never really quite got there. Like I've gotten to that final fight and got my ass handed to me. <laughs> <laughs> um but you know the the main game uh you know moment to moment gameplay you have an a top-down overview of your ship and you see all the rooms and the the people in the rooms and most of the rooms have like room for like four characters some of the quarters have room for like two um you start off with a crew of like four guy or three guys uh some and sometimes you can get like alien crew sometimes you'll like defeat a slaver ship and rescue a person or sometimes you'll rescue a person from a planet that had a distress signal um, and that's like a roll of the die too. So like, you'll go and there'll be a story moment and it's like, do you ignore the distress signal or do you like go and rescue this person? And sometimes there's more interesting choices than that. But like, if you decide to go down and like rescue the people, you could either like, it'll roll the dice and be like, Oh, your guy died down there. Cause it was horrible. It was like really harrowing. And you're like, dang, you have one less person. And then sometimes it's like, you, you rescued the guy and now you have another crew member. So, like, there's a lot of risk-reward. You never know how it's going to play out, even if it's the same thing again. Um, but you, you assign the different people to man the different stations, like the engines, the guns, the shield is the biggest one to have somebody manning. Um, the other big one to have people manning is the pilot seat. Obviously, you can't activate your FTL drive. You can't jump to the next, uh, the next sort of, like, point along the star map uh, unless you have somebody in the pilot seat. Um, and the other thing that happens other than these story moments is sometimes the story moments are just a combat that is about to happen. Or sometimes you can, you know, piss off the aliens and then there's a combat, uh, optionally sort of thing. And then you see a picture of their ship. And if you've upgraded your sensors, you can see the inside of their ship. Otherwise, you just kind of see the outside. Um, and sometimes the aliens will have teleporters and they'll teleport over and you'll open up the airlocks to try and like, choke them out uh but you gotta be careful because they might they might go and like start attacking your systems so they'll go into the room with like the oxygen generator and start beating up the thing so you send your crew members to go over there and beat them up that's less efficient than just opening the airlock and trying to uh, hurt them that way um opening the airlocks also a good way of putting out fires because sometimes the systems will catch on fire um a lot mm-hmm. of the times a, l- a laser happened like, it's really, really cool, and it's, like, really, like, it's it's a very nice, like, PC game where you see everything. There's all the stuff on the screen, but it's also not, like, MMO complex with, like, a thousand different hotkeys, Um, you know, you only really need to know, you know, a few different things, like pausing, Um, but you can reassign power, you know, you can upgrade how many power modules you have and how many systems you have, and you can, you know, take power away from the shields to add it to the engine sort of thing. You can uh, you know, do that rerouting power from from different sci-fi stuff. So, it's neat. And I finally got. I did not beat the boss, but I <laughs> defeated the first form. So you can, or it doesn't like transform. But you beat it once, and then it runs away, and it's weaker and has fewer facilities. But like the final boss has like a, a cloaking device that activates every once in a while and then you can't shoot it it's got like two shields and like five different weapon systems to hit so like getting getting it once (laughs) i'm very proud of that accomplishment and i will ride that for a long time because this game came out um it was by it's by sunset game uh, subset games it came out in 2012 and i've been playing it since then and that's the most uh success i'm going to see in that game (laughs) and that's okay it's It's, it's still really cool (laughs) but yeah so ftl is uh it's not one i've played a ton of but man i have a a fondness for it i do wish it were slightly easier though (laughs) a little little more uh rogue light progression uh it's very rogue like uh other than unlocking different ships to do different types of runs um you can't really change the balance of the game uh
0: yeah, that sounds like a game I would hate. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> like, again, I can understand the appeal and why other people like it, but not for me. <laughs> oh,
1: so this next one's going to hurt me because I uh, I have clocked in. Uh, you... The hours you saw that I clocked in are are not actually the total hours that I clocked in because I played most of my hours in this game on the Vita. Uh, so I... Double what you saw. <laughs>
0: so maybe I could get over the gameplay, but I hated the set, the noises.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. It's got really gross sounds. Yep.
0: I, so the game we're talking about is Nuclear Throne by Vlambeer Games and came out in 2015. So it's pretty old at this point, too. For a game that came out that long ago, it still, it plays really good. Um, I will give it that. It's very smooth. Um, It did make this awful sound when I first played it. I don't <laughs>
1: It, it plays yells... a squishy noise right when you. It's like right. No, the it's like a loud,
0: you... jarring sound. It scared yeah, the crap yeah. out of me. I jumped a mile.
1: It does that every time you launch the game. Yeah. I
0: hate that. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: I hate that so it's like much. A squishy noise. It's one of the. It's one of the voice barks for one of the characters. I think
0: it like yelled. No, like I have yeah. specifically in my notes. I clicked play and it yelled at me. Like that's the. I just. So I don't sorry. remember exactly what the sound was, but it scared me and I did not like it. Um, I do like you. Let how you level up by mutating. That's really cool. Um,
1: rads for radiation. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, it's got a fun assortment of weapons. It is very hard and I hate the sounds. It's squelchy. It's like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, I think I played it for like 15 minutes and I'm like, I hate this. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did
0: not play it for that long. I just, I couldn't. I was oh, uh, uh, no. Yeah,
1: so listeners to set the scene. If you haven't played it, it's a uh, it's like a Mad Max styled like twin stick shooter, pixely um, deal.
0: <laughs> yeah, you so. talk about my game because I don't want it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you you start off as like I think a, you got a crystal and like the frog. Um, I think the coolest things I unlocked was like this muscle dude who has muscles on his muscles and he can use. Normally you have to switch guns, but the muscle dude his alternate action is just to use the second gun. Um, and then there's like a chicken who can like, he's got like a katana and he can like live for a few seconds after he gets killed, um, which nice. is fucking hilarious. Um, it is a gross game. It's, it's 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 definitely squelchy. I will agree with that. I was obsessed with it though because it plays really well, and it was it was the thing that that pulled me away from Binding of Isaac. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I'm glad you liked it.
1: Yeah, hey, fair enough. If it's not for you, it's not <laughs> no, for you.
0: it is not for me.
1: Uh-uh. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Um, you know, a game I think you would like is Rogue Legacy. This
0: one has been on my radar, but I'm yeah. trying to get through my backlog before buying any more games.
1: No, that's fair. That's
0: fair. Um, the one that was tempting for this, and it actually is, on, because of course it went on sale after I played all these games, was um, Cult of the Lamb.
1: Oh yeah, which yeah. is a game
0: I talked about that I was excited for, but it came out the same time. Bear and Breakfasted. I had I had to choose,
1: yeah. and
0: I I, I cult, picked Baron Breakfasted.
1: The Lamb, from what I've heard, has a very similar gameplay f- description to like Moonlighter, where there's like one gameplay style. It's yeah. not shopkeep. It's not shopkeeping; it's cult stuff, right? But then and you're like running
0: your you're uh, running your cult.
1: Then the, I've always then, wanted to run a cult, right? But then there's like the dungeon crawling stuff. As well, so it's like that split thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: I I think of the two game, the reason I picked Baron Breakfast over it is because I figured I I knew I was gonna like Baron Breakfast. This one I knew I'd because I either like these types of games or I don't. And there's no in between. Like I'll either stick with them or I play them for 10 minutes and I put them down and never play them
1: again. So let me let me set the scene for Rogue Legacy then because I think you will like it.
0: Yeah, this one so, I think I would like.
1: Yeah, this is this is one of the early indie games it came out in 2013 by Cellar Door Games. They did make a sequel that looks gorgeous just in 2022. I have not picked that up, but it looks great. But I definitely still would recommend the original uh first because the games are so different because sometimes sometimes these games have sequels that are basically the same game But it does look significantly different which is good um but you are this knight who has like i don't know been cursed or blessed to like have his all his generations of of family um go into this castle to try and retake it for the kingdom i forget the exact the exact storyline but So you're this knight. You go in. You get this big sword. It's a um, action platformer. So it's all 2D. You're going into this castle. There's the default castle biome. At some point, you can find like an outdoor forest, spooky area. There's like a more dungeony area. I think there's a there's another couple areas that I'm blanking on their theme right now. But there's like a sub boss in each of these areas. That will take you a while to get good enough to beat. But once you do. You're like oh my god this is amazing. Because Rogue Legacy. And it actually has kind of criticized. But in the roguelike. It started a lot of this conversation. Around roguelikes versus road lights, Because um, there's like an upgrade path. Where you unlock. You get a bunch of money in the dungeon. And you give away half that money. To like the reaper. So he can bring you back. As the next iteration of your family or whatever. Um, but use the remaining money um to upgrade your like family heirloom castle like your family's estate and that is your skill tree that you're upgrading um so you're just constantly upgrading as you play through you do get money to upgrade you know your ability to play so it gets easier and easier um so eventually you'll it'll be easy enough that you'll actually be able to win like you've earned the progression um which is nice. I I did beat it finally. It took me a while, but it was kind of nice to be able to get to the end of it. Um, What's really cool is every time you, you know, die and you pass on and your descendant is chosen, you get a choice between a few different knights and they can be men or women, or they can have color blindness, or they can have, they walk backwards, or they're upside down, or they're dwarves, or they're they may have all these different things that affect the gameplay in a kind of a really funny, silly way. Um, so your descendants all have different things about them, um, and you can when you know when you die, you sort of see the air, the like the timeline of your whole family of like you know <laughs> squinchy, the the flatulent, or the the barbarous, or the <laughs> the tiny, um, and it sort of just builds this hilarious family history. <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, this, this is definitely one that I've. I think I'll pick up eventually because it yeah. does. It does sound look really good. The gameplay looks really good from what I've seen.
1: Yeah, um, it's, got, it's got that like SNES platformer. Yeah, like you you're swinging your sword. You can sort of swing your sword downwards to hit enemies below you, and it gives you a little bounce sometimes. Like it's that classic uh, indie platformer uh, action game. But that, it also doesn't feel
0: good. too dated.
1: No, not at all. Not at all. It holds up really well. Yeah. Um, so, Rogue Legacy is an easy one to recommend. It's not my favorite, but like, it's like, I don't know. It's just like drinking like Coke. Like, it's not my favorite, but it's hard not to recommend it, right?
0: Exactly.
1: Like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Would you play?
0: Uh, Actually,
1: interested- you- hmm? Oh, I'm sorry. I just realized that the game you're about to talk about is um, from the same studio who made FTL.
0: Oh. Well, I didn't like it.
1: (laughs) Ah, okay. It's a very different game. It's It's a very different different. game. Yeah. It's
0: a really neat idea. So I played Into the Breach, subset games 2018. Um, It is very difficult. And I also, some of this might be tainted because I did rip myself away from Baldur's Gate to play
1: these (laughs) games. So you had a begrudging attitude already. But I I put it.
0: I played I mean, Hades in the, under those same circumstances and liked yeah. it, and Moonlighter too. Yeah, to be um, fair,
1: Subset Games is not known for making easy games. FTL, I still will never beat.
0: Yeah, so, it's yeah. it's really hard. So basically, the world is being attacked by little alien, well, big aliens, big scary aliens, um, and you go try to kill them. Um, the it's like a strategy game essentially. Yeah, um, it's so like a
1: grid-based, grid-based tactic thing, right?
0: Yeah, so you're positioning your robot, your turret, and other robot. There's like They have, like, different abilities. Um, but you are positioning them to try to win. If you do lose, uh, you get to choose one of your units, and then you go to, like, a different timeline, essentially. Um, so, but you're, like... In the area that you're protecting, like, there are people there, so they'll, like, react if their, you know, town, city gets um, deft.
1: Yeah. So, uh,
0: like, it's a really cool idea. I can see, I I can understand the draw, but it's, I'm not very good at strategy games. I'm,
1: Mm.
0: I face tank everything and it's not an effective strategy.
1: The screenshots I've seen look really cool. It definitely looks like the type of strategy game I'm not normally into, though. So, yeah.
0: yeah, I'm definitely glad I gave it a shot. Would I play it again? Probably not. Mm.
1: Um,
0: but you know, it's, I yeah, I didn't love it. Um, but it's a really interesting idea and concept, especially like oh, you lost. You choose one, go to a different timeline. We'll try it again.
1: Hmm. Cool. Um. Yeah. So the next game I played, um is West of Dead. It came out in 2020 by Upstream Arcade. And it took me a while to realize that the main character was voiced by Ron Perlman. I don't know why it took me so long. He's <laughs> <laughs> a very distinctive voice. Um, but yeah, you are uh, a cowboy from the late 1800s who has died and is now in a sort of purgatory. And so you kind of look like a, you know... Uh, You know, you get a flaming skull and a cowboy hat uh, for your head and you're going through these like Wild West bunker caverns shooting um, other like skeleton dudes and you find these cool shrines that are like very that like Native American skulls and feathers and stuff kind of look and you're getting upgrades that way. And I haven't gotten too far, but the gunplay in it is so cool. It's this really cool top-down twin-stick shooter. But because it's late 1800s, that's sort of like you know wild west stuff. Um, it's 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 you know the some of the guns like the rifles will take time to reload. You cannot just dump all your your fire in. Uh, all of the guns actually take time to reload, even the ones that sort of have a lot of bullets where you can spam. You, you spam like six bullets and then you have to wait for your character to reload the game the gun um and like you can do things like uh you know like shoot the lanterns and they sort of fall and illuminate the whole scene so you can actually see where the enemies are there's a lot of deep shadows in it it's got this mike magnola like dark black outlines deep black shadows kind of look so it's got that hellboy style right um ron Perlman like uh, it's 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 a cool game. I'm like really impressed. Um I'm not sure if it like it gripped me in terms of like story or wanting to see the next thing. I don't know what's on the horizon. They're not like teasing what comes next, so I'm not sure it like really hooked me. It's really good. It's really well done. It's gorgeous. But it's like, you know, Hades is like your job is to get out of here and there's a few different realms you go through. So like, once you get to the next area, you're like, oh my God, that's what's next. But you have a goal in mind? Whereas in this game, the character doesn't know why he's in purgatory. He doesn't quite know what the goal is. So you don't know what you're marching towards. You're just sort of going through another run because you have questions that need. You have a vague question of what am I doing here that you need an answer to. But you don't have any idea of like, Will you get those answers? Because nobody's giving me any answers yet. So, Mm. um, story wise, they haven't hooked me, but like gameplay and visuals and voiceover, like fantastic. So, I feel kind of two ways about it right now. Like, I'm not very motivated to go back to it, but I really liked it. So, it's a weird place to be.
0: It definitely sounds interesting. I did you ever play this? Is a weird question because I don't think anyone ever played these games, but History Channel came out. With a civil war game,
1: no, I did not. And the I, guns I,
0: were like that; they were accurate, and you had to like actually like they took forever to reload because, of course, they did because it was like you know a musket from the eighteen hundreds.
1: Right, right, right. You're gonna get your rod and like you know jam the powder down. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I actually yeah. kind of like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think those games were very popular, but it reminds <laughs> me of that because, and of course, I played it.
1: <laughs> yeah, heck yeah, that's cool as heck. Um, so, uh, you got one left, huh?
0: I do. This one I actually, this I pl- I dumped a bunch of hours into. Um, a friend purchased it for me and my boyfriend because it was on sale. Um, and he was just looking for something to play with friends. So, uh, <laughs> so I, I got a copy from a friend. Uh, awesome. Risk of Rain 2 from Hapu Games came out in 2020. Awesome. Wonderful. Fantastic. Um, I had a lot of fun. Um, you unlock different characters who have different abilities. Um, so that's and that's really the only thing like going into it that you have, if that makes sense, is the character. Um, OK,
1: OK, so the, you don't have like equipment. You're just a character to start.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's like a third person shooter. The cool part is like we pick up items in the game and they stack. So you get a lot of like really crazy abilities and buffs. Depending um, on because I mean like you can have like an unlimited stack essentially. Um awesome. and one of the mods you can not mo- I mean like it's a it's a in game feature, like that yeah, you can yeah,
1: yeah.
0: add, um, like modify the gameplay. Like so when you choose a like pick up um one of those abilities, you can choose which one it is. So you can like really highly spec your character if RNG isn't your thing. I personally like the chaos. Um but it was cool to be able to choose what you know if i wanted extra damage or more shields or exploding bullets or whatever um it's got a really really good co-op the maps are big um you know basically you have to find the um the extra like the the portal to the next area but the longer you play the harder the game gets so if you spend too long trying to find The portal to get to the next area, especially early on, you're boned, Um, which is really, really cool.
1: Yeah, I've only it's funny. I've only ever seen screenshots of the first game, which is a 2D side scrolling one.
0: Yeah, I've never played the first one.
1: But it looked it looked like the maps were massive, like you're a tiny character in this giant world. So the fact they translated it to 3D for the sequel is really cool.
0: Yeah, I I would definitely recommend this, especially with friends. Um, The co-op is really good. We, I had a lot of fun playing it with, like, various friends, too, because a bunch of us, like, from different, like, gaming friend groups bought it, too, and we were all playing together. So, it was it was cool. Um, you know, I, I played it a little bit by myself, but mostly I played it with friends because it was just fun to play with people.
1: Nice. nice. Yeah. Um, so, I've got sort of a, a final save the best for last, but I have also a, an honorable mention so I quickly just wanted to mention Fire Girl Hack and Splash Rescue. Um, it's a game that like I don't know. I kind of felt two ways about it. Like there's things I really like about it, and there's things I really didn't. Um, it, you're playing like a firefighter who's like fighting what, what seems to be like sentient fire monsters, like 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 they would have in the old like Fleischer cartoons or whatever, or little fire demon things. Uh, but you're trying to like put out fires and rescue people um across a bunch of different like floors of a building or bits in a forest. Um, I really like the concept. I didn't always like the level design. Um, i found I found the tr- the like moving train one a bit challenging at first. Um, but I, I think, I'd really love to see a sequel from it. I think there's a lot of really good stuff in there, but I didn't feel like there was enough content. It really repeats itself a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, you upgrade your fire station and you get different equipment. Like, it's really neat. I think it's a neat, cool indie game. Um, I really hope that they make a more expanded, um, more content-featured sequel at some point. Um, I sort of discovered it. uh, So it came out... um, in 2021 by uh Dejima and I discovered it because um my brother and and his wife uh were part of the translation team for the um Japanese translation oh that's cool yeah so like it was really cool so yeah he he gave me a key uh gift for Christmas and it was really cool thing to play during Christmas time so like you know I can't I can't say you know without qualms but it's a neat game and like if you want more firefighting games like there's not a lot of good there's not a lot of firefighting games so fire girls kind of a niche that it you know it's kind of filling a niche um it's neat it's definitely neat it's definitely like worth checking out uh, especially if like you get it on a sale or something like it's an it's it's interesting i will say that um but the game i'm going to recommend uh my last game here with like no no holds barred um uh, i just had a great time with it um is peglin I've seen this one. It looks really cute. It's really cute. So uh, it's by Red Nexus Games, Inc. It came out in 2022. Um, it showed up recently on, oh gosh, one of the YouTubers I follow who's got a little like cardboard avatar. Uh, I forget his name. He was recommending a bunch of games, and this one stood out to me, and I was like, hold on, I need to play this. You're this little goblin dude. He's
0: and so cute.
1: And you're making your way through a forest and you're fighting a bunch of uh, monsters. So you're you're at the top of the screen. There's a small strip at the top of the screen where you have your goblin dude and you have all the enemies you're fighting. And in order to attack them, you've got your ammo, which is like a pebble or like a fireball or whatever. And those are your um, peggle balls that you shoot across a peggle board. Like it's peggle, the roguelike dungeon crawling <laughs> RPG. Um, so you're play, you're playing Peggle in order to defeat the monsters of, of like, three, three or four different uh, zones. And, like, when you clear a map, then you get a choice uh, of where to go next. And you kind of have to shoot your Peggle ball into either left or right to go left or right. And sometimes it'll be a chess. Sometimes it'll be an event that'll be a question mark symbol. Sometimes it'll be a monster, a little skull symbol, or, like, a boss, which is, like, the skull with the red... Um, and like getting into fights is actually good because you you earn money from the fights. Like some of the peg some of the pegs on the pegboard have money in them, and so you you earn money by hitting pegs, um, and that's also how you rack up like score to hit with. So like as you're hitting the pegs and like you're maybe getting the score multiplier or whatever, um, the score that you get before the ball hits the ground uh, in the on the pegboard is like the attack power that each of your attacks does. That's really neat. Um, And you can unlock new peg... uh, You can unlock new balls to shoot that do different things in the attack or do different things on the pegboard itself, like a multiplier ball that, once you shoot it, it fires two, you know, um, or a lightning ball where you shoot it and it hits sort of adjacent peg uh, on the pegboard. And then when you fired it, also the the lightning one has a chain effect of attack as well. So um, and you can like buy new ones or sell off some. Um, I say sell off. You can buy the uh, the right to remove one because some of them suck and you get stuck with them. Um, and so you it's sometimes worth money to pay to get rid of them. Um, so you you have less. And like yeah, when you run out of the balls you have, there's a time where you're your little launcher gun reloads and that's when the enemies usually get a turn to attack you and so it's the neatest thing and it was super addictive and it wasn't terribly hard either i got you know there's a few different things you can unlock i only locked sort of the basic ending but you can get to an ending like and it's not terribly hard and it's really really fun i mean i had hours and hours and hours of Playing Peggle and Peggle 2 and Peggle Fever or whatever, Fever Nights back in the day. So, like, you know, take that Peggle formula and add cute Goblin RPG and bam, Peglin. Very cute. Um, Yeah, I gotta recommend that super strongly. Peglin's great. (laughs) So, yeah, it's it's neat because, like, you know, we call roguelikes a genre, but, like, it's a genre that has to be mixed with something else. Like, there's not. Like, even the original Rogue is, like, it's a dungeon crawler that acts this way, right? Like, every roguelike is a something roguelike, a top-down shooter roguelike, or a Peggle roguelike. A Peggle roguelike. Right? So, it's a neat, it's a weird genre. It's just, add a few characteristic rules to whatever other genre. Boom. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. I don't know if any of the ones I was talking about, you know, uh, I think other than maybe Rogue sort of piqued your interest. Just here. that
0: one probably. And it was already on my my interest list. But yeah, I just I'm not a huge fan of this genre. And and like I like the idea of the games, but like if I, I don't I get frustrated easily. Like if I want to play a game, I generally want to relax. Mm,
1: yeah, um, that's fair. These are often like, very tense.
0: Yeah. Like if I'm gonna play a game that's difficult or that challenges me, like I'm probably gonna do something more interactive, like an MMO where mm-hmm. it's and even then maybe it's more grindy than it is difficult or maybe it is difficult and it needs skill um but I would just I feel like that's more worth it to me that I, makes like sense. it's just more yeah. valid not valid validating's not the right word but like if I'm gonna put in a bunch of effort and die like I, I'd rather it be for like a long-term goal.
1: Yeah, yeah, so like... you, you got you got something for it. I, I get that. Yeah, exactly. A, lo- a lot of these games, especially blending of Isaac early on then Rogue Legacy a little later, a lot of these games for me is like the the whole thing of like, I don't want to get into a movie, so I'll watch 30 episodes of a television show instead. Like that vibe is how roguelikes are for me. Like yeah. I don't want to get into an RPG right now. I can't, I need to turn my brain off. I'll play 300 runs of Binding of Isaac instead. And is for like, me... Way and more like, time investment, but
0: yeah, and for me, if I'm gonna play a game that I'm not like I can either pick up and put down easily or like i I know I can come back to you like I'll play Pokemon Kirby, mm-hmm. um you know, any number of cozy games simulator games, that you makes know sense. like I'll either play the Sims for like a month straight and then I won't touch it for a year,
1: <laughs> yep,
0: um, but like you know you can you can pick it up and put it down pretty easily, so
1: yeah,
0: and and it's yeah. pretty low risk,
1: yep. um
0: so like so if, I just, I, if I'm gonna be risky and I mean I guess like that that's probably like I get intimidated in like Valheim because I don't want to venture too far because things are scary um and like V Rising it was PvP I didn't want to get my butt handed to me mm. um but like it's still even those are still you know you're working towards long term goals you're building you know a yeah. better enclo- enclosure <laughs> you're building a better home you know you're upgrading materials um mm. You know, you're taking over someone's castle and be rising. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just it feels yeah. different.
1: It definitely does. I it's funny because I, I've never really got bit by the MMO bug, but I totally get the appeal of those. Yeah. This is like, I kind of like the idea that it doesn't matter if you die because you're supposed to die at some point constantly. Um, I, the better ones, the ones I've enjoyed more, were definitely the ones where I unlocked. Maybe not necessarily getting stronger because that's a little bit. But definitely the ones where like you unlock more combat for you know more or, or more more modifiers for the random number generator to sort of present to you, right? Like, Binding yeah. like of Isaac, they had the little power ups. There's like a thousand power ups, but like you start off with maybe access to a hundred, and each time you unlock a new one, added to the pool that the dice roll can give you. Um, I sort of sort of like that that low stakes of, oh, well I'll die. It's fine. It's okay to die. Like I'll just die again and again. Um, you're supposed to die. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also, yeah, I get it. I relax with these stressful things. Um, <laughs> I, I understand the, the, how weird that can be.
0: <laughs> yeah. I just get stressed out by stressful things.
1: That's fair. That's totally fair.
0: But that's why we're here to try different things, to get through a backlog and to, uh, yeah, try try games that we probably wouldn't have given a a go otherwise.
1: Yeah. Cool beans. All right, thanks, listeners. I hope you guys found something to uh, put a few runs into uh, on our lists. Thank and you for not...
0: taking yourself away from Baldur's Gate three to listen to us. We appreciate it.
1: Yep. Yep. Yep.
0: <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Thank you for coming. Or thank you for listening. Good night, everyone. (laughs) Bye.